This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Quick little note before we start the show. If you're not aware, we did two shows in Pennsylvania in December and one in Pittsburgh, one in Philly. And we basically said, look, we're going to do the same show and whichever crowd brings it more louder and more enthusiastic, that's the one that we'll release. So this was a big Philly versus Pittsburgh thing. And I mean, you're probably aware of who won because you've seen the title, but it was Philadelphia and it was Philadelphia by a mile. Um, Pittsburgh, I love you. Thank you to everyone who came out in Pittsburgh. Um, But Philly, you'll listen, you'll hear, you'll know, and you'll just be like, okay, Philly went apeshit crazy. Um, And Pittsburgh, you were wonderful and we love to come back. (laughs) I'm such a shit eating... (laughs) Make everybody feel good. But Philadelphia really did. They blew They blew the roof off. And honestly, it's the loudest show we've ever done. It hurt my ears repeatedly. Um, it was far louder than Tacoma. When I didn't even think that was possible. So anyway, enjoy this raucous episode of Live Bananas. Scotty, you ready? Ooh. Kurtz, I am ready to laugh at... It's true. Tiny fir tree found growing in man's lungs. (laughs) That's the end? Yep. Oh, Christmas tree. We're going to throw the holly on the fire on this brand new live episode from Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia on Bananas. Holy smokes. <laughs> guys, guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas Live for Philly! Oh, man. Pittsburgh. Oh, this I, I cannot imagine if Pittsburgh beats you guys. I can't imagine. This is like, it's almost overwhelming. Like I'm I like it. I like it. A, I think it's cool. A panic attack. We're happy to be here. This is wonderful. Last night we walked around Philly. We had some drinks. We sure and, did. Um, there we were outside of the Happy Rooster. The Happy Rooster. Yeah. 
very banana style bar. I love it's a very fascinating bar because it's like a little <laughs> bit like you it's inside it's pretty it's like a kind of a dive bar but it's kind of nice but then everyone is wearing suits and mm-hmm. it's like why mm-hmm. does everyone have suits on at yes. this bar? Very strange. Um and we were just having a drink outside because it was less crowded. Yes. And there was a woman. Correct. What was your first impression when you saw her walk up? Well, she had clothes on. Yep. Uh, she had like leather high heels with a metal like four inch stiletto yes. heel. Super crazy shoes. And then there's a, like a bouncer and a group of people around. And then one guy turns to another guy and goes, I told you she'd come back. <laughs> and then we knew we were in for it. <laughs> And we were probably like four feet from this entire Very close. She's, as she's walking down the street, you could tell she is hammered. The drunkest woman I've ever seen. But like, I definitely think it's the drunkest woman I've ever seen. But like, uh, very well dressed and kind of yeah. like crazy, crazily dressed. But yes. Like, but it was, it was money. There was money. Yeah, there. herringbone, sort of a cool coat. She yeah. looked cool. Yeah. But then she was drunk. And you could tell, and like any good bouncer, he was just like, you're too, you know, cut there off. was words, but she, he wasn't going to let her into the bar. Correct. She was obviously already like slurring her words. Big time. And then she goes like from a zero within, I don't know. One second. One second. Yeah. Goes so ape shit and starts screaming. Yeah, in his face. In, in his face. And then other people come out of the bar. She starts screaming at them. Yeah. She's like, she's so, uh, to some random guy walking by, he's like, this fucking drug dealer here. Yeah, you're a drug dealer. Going. And he like, and then Scott and I realized like, he, we think he is a yeah, drug Yeah, we dealer. think, she was right. She, he was a drug Cause dealer. Cause he was just like, I'm, I'm getting yep, out of here. I don't yep. like this. Close enough, close enough. <laughs> but she's like, you motherfuckers, you let me in. And then just yelling like, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, it was so bad. And then. It was awesome. And then. <laughs> it was so good. And then cops pulled up. Yeah, then the police came. But then the cops... <laughs> the cops just sat there? Oh, but then she's like, I know him, I know him. And just watched her be, like, a, like a, a, just a, like verbally assaulting everyone around her. It was incredible. And we're just sitting there laughing and laughing. And then everybody at the bar starts, like, laughing at her. Yeah. And she still, she starts, like, calling everybody names. Yeah. Like, it's the C really word. Bad. Oh, yeah, she starts with the C word. She escalated to she, other words. She escalated to other words pretty quickly. Pretty quick. And at that point, I was like, the cops should maybe tell her to chill the fuck out. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Just let her go. Literally sitting in a car of 13 inches from her, yes. just watching her do all of this. It was wild. It was probably, I don't know, 30 full minutes? Yeah. Of it just was screaming. The theater of life. Kurt and I just <laughs> drank and we're like, well, what's going And she'd walk away and then she'd come right back guns blazing. <laughs> and she walks, so the cop finally gets out of his car and she walks right up to her and she goes, I know Sergeant. And then she forgot the guy's name. <laughs> So he's like, okay. And she's like, I know Sergeant. Uh, these guys are. And then he's like, no. And the guys, the people at the bar were just like, we don't know her. Get her out of here. Oh, man. She said words I've never heard said before. She was the worst white woman in the world. Yeah, she, oh, yeah. You knew that. You knew she, she was, was the www.badnews.com. Yeah. And it's worst white woman in the world. That's the <laughs> www.badnews.com. Yeah, it was a good night. 
It was fun. But yes, you guys, it, there is a way to talk in a bar without yelling at each other. It's, uh, <laughs> it is possible. You keep you keep. But tonight, you. yeah, tonight we're good with it. <laughs> All right, here it is, Scott. You ready? Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. This was sent in, uh, thank you, by Mike Brown. Thank you very much, thank Mike you, Brown. Thank you, Mike Brown, if you're here. Oh. That's for you, Mike. Hold on a little longer. This is... <laughs> Stay with us, Mike. This is uh, this is an old one. This is a classic bananas. This is from 2009. Mm-hmm. This was in the BBC. That's real. And I would just like to show you, in 2009, I don't, I don't. It, the British took a while to understand the we- World Wide Web. True. Because this is 2009. It's an it looks like an angel fire site from like 1999. That's true. This was the the BBC's <laughs> website. <laughs> yeah, boy. For those of you listening at home, it's blue and and hot green. Yeah. It looks like the back of a Kool-Aid container. <laughs> The words are all in bright yellow? Oh, also, you guys can take pictures. We don't care. It's totally fine. You could take pictures. You could take cool boomerangs, put it on TikTok. We got through the offensive part. And what's crazy, so, what's crazy is that this page seems like froze. They just froze it in time. They didn't, like, move it over to their new format. Because on the side, as other stories, it just says, Toy Story 3 is on its way, says Hank. Good movie. Um, Maybe the best one. And then this picture is so fucking upsetting. Do you, I mean, like, don't look. It looks like a colon. Oh, I was thinking, okay. Uh, Um, A snooter? What are you thinking? I was thinking a snooter. It's a snooter. Yeah. So, tiny fir tree found in man's lungs. This is a picture of the fir tree coming out of the man's lungs. Oh. Very upsetting. Oh. A man in Russia has amazed doctors after they found a tiny fir tree growing in his lung. Uh, Artyom Sidorkin. <laughs> yeah. It does happen to the It's the first time I'm saying it out loud. It's, it does happen to the Sidorkins. Uh, I bet you it sounds better in Russian. Yes. Uh, Artyom Sidorkin guessed, <laughs> oh boy. started getting strong chest pains, and he thought something was seriously wrong with him. I bet he Doctors did. Doctors took x-rays and spotted what looked like a cancerous growth, one of his lungs, so he had a routine operation to get it out, but it actually turned out to be a tiny fir tree. Okay. Although it's not clear how it got there. No shit. Yeah, tough. <laughs> tough. Five centimeter tall fir tree appeared to be growing inside him. So five centimeters like that? Right? Two centimeters per inch or something more? like that? Two centimeters per inch? So that. I have a joke. More than enough, I'd say. <laughs> Plenty. Plenty. I do have a joke, and so I do know a 5.1-inch dick <laughs> is yeah. a 13-centimeter cock. Okay. All right. That's all we're going to do for that. Longest banana. Uh, <laughs> That's all we're doing for that. Uh, Surgeon Vladimir Kamashev said, the branch was green, as yes. if it had just been taken from the wood. It's still a mystery how the tree got in there. Yep. I Some bet. people think Artyom, who studies plants for a living, breathed in a branch. Oh. Did while it? he was working in the woods. Others believe he inhaled a seed, which then grew into a tree inside his body. Cool. But he doesn't think that's possible. For plants to be able to grow, they need light water and carbon dioxide. Therefore, plants cannot use human tissue. They cannot process them. Um, Artyom may really? be getting an answer soon. So here, so 
I found a lot of different places that this article was in. Yes. The New York Post is just like, tree is growing in man's lungs. They don't talk about the fact <laughs> that trees don't grow in lungs. Yeah. They're just like, it's in there, it's growing. He inhaled a seed, we know. Uh, 2009 was very different. Yes, it and was. And I found the Chess Journal. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the Chess Journal... It just says, they just keep saying, like, trees can't grow in lungs. But also, how did it get in there? But it did. That's all they keep saying. Yes, it did, Chess Journal. (laughs) So no one really knows. It's very confusing. I don't understand how you could inhale a a tree branch this big and not notice. You would notice, right? Because you inhaled it. You didn't just, like, swallow it. That's different. You went, (gasps) and it went, And at no point you were like, I've inhaled a tree branch. Yeah. My breath smells great. <laughs> Constantly. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's the story. Um, that's pretty amazing. That is, right? Because you would think you'd remember it, especially if they're not like, he's a huge drinker. Like, the lady we saw last night, I'm like, she could swallow an oak. And she would be like, I don't know. I don't know. That is true, right? It is Russia. There could be <laughs> there could be blackout drinking occurring around tiny tree branches in the for woods. this guy. Yeah. So who knows? Who um, knows? But speaking of lungs, yes, I, sir. I know I've, on this podcast I've talked a little bit in the past about the fact that I started smoking cigarettes at age ten. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Philly. Oh, Philly. They're, yeah, they're like, you wimp. What you? <laughs> but I never really kind of told the story of like, how did it happen? Yeah, I don't know. Does a 10-year-old start smoking? Sure. And um, <laughs> so I had an older friend. Uh, yeah, that's, that's how it always starts. I had an older friend, Francis Kelly. <laughs> and, uh, and Francis was 12. So he was two years older than me. Uh, his mom used to babysit me, and that's how I became friends with him. And uh, and we were we just like were best friends sure. uh, up until probably like we were like fourteen or something, and then high school, you know, we just kind of went our separate ways. But yep. uh, still friends to this day. It, he so we were we decided we were going to start smoking, mm-hmm. and it was just like a decision. It was oh, just yeah. like, yeah, we should probably try it out. We're men now. We would always see like in Newport's. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember. This is. This is 1986, and Newport packaging was just like, do you like candy children? Yeah. <laughs> do you like sailboats yeah, and ocean survey. waves? Yes, so true. And do you like minty deliciousness? And you're like, yes, I do, Newport. L- let's go. And, uh, and so there was a, there was a, a, a convenience store in uh, Shark River Hills, New Jersey, called uh, the, the Cracker Barrel. And for years... <laughs> When people would be like, I, like, they talk about the Cracker Barrel, and I'm like, there's other Cracker Barrels? Yeah. Seems like a dump. This was a convenience store that was named after a national chain, <laughs> and no one had ever heard of Cracker Barrel in New Jersey. <laughs> that happens. So this was the Cracker Barrel, and it was just like a, like a classic Jersey Shore, just like screen door at all times, even in the winter, always open, and like, you know, they sold cigarettes and candy and everything. So we would always go in there for candy. So sure. the guys who worked at the Cracker Barrel knew us personally, because like, literally, like, uh, Francis's house was here. You could almost see the Cracker Barrel. It was that close. So we called up this dude. I think his name's Michael Letta. And, because uh, he, he lived in Waller somewhere, and we're like, you come and buy cigarettes for us. He's like, got it. So Done. He, no questions asked. 
I'm and, available. And this is the 80s, so there's no restrictions on how old you need to be to buy cigarettes in Jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so this 12-year-old boy rides his BMX bike over to the Cracker Barrel. Sick. And we wait at Francis's house. He buys Newports, obviously. Yes, sir. And then calls us from the payphone. Yes. And says, um, his line to us was, uh, the pita bread is in the hole. <laughs> and then we had to respond, um, the fox will get the lettuce. The fox will get the lettuce. Uh, and so then we hang up. That's all we say to each other. Because, like, Francis's mom is around, so we're just like, the fox will get the lettuce, and hung, hang it up. And then we get on our, uh, our bikes and ride over to the woods. And the woods, it was, like, across the street from Francis's house. Everyone lived across the street from woods in the yes, 80s. that's right. It, yep. All of them are developments now. Yes. But in the 80s, like, a lot of it, there were so many different portions of woods it's that true. children would hang out in. And this specific woods was right on the edge of, of Shark River, of Shark River. It's like the ending of Shark River, which just turns into like a muddy muddiness. Uh, wetlands is what they call it It sounds now. like a great place to smoke cigarettes for the yeah. first time. And some other children had dug, <laughs> like years ago, had yes. dug a giant hole in the ground mm. and then lined it with like Genius. wood. Genius. So you had like this place to go. And then, of course, there was a cooler. <laughs> there was always a cooler. It was a cooler that was buried in the ground. Nice. That you had like moved dirt away and then open up. And that was where the pornography was, obviously. <laughs> we, n- we never put the pornography there. Yeah, don't be dumb. The por- and also, if you're Be younger, smart. pornography was in woods. It was, the, it was the internet. That was the thing. Pornography yeah, in your that woods? Was the, of course yeah. there's pornography in the woods. Yeah. You couldn't trip over a stump without landing on pornography. <laughs> the chess journal, other <laughs> pornography. <laughs> it was exciting. It'd be in the Ziploc bag, and you'd be like, and then you didn't know what to do. You were 10 years old, and you're like, I don't know how to have sex, but I'm looking at this yeah. right now, and it I'm going to figure it out. It was you. It was confusing. The feelings you had were confusing. <laughs> what was going on in the pictures was confusing. We didn't know. It was we a different time. Um, and then I also remember, because like the woods were just like, it was very much, you know, I remember reading, this is going to be dorky, but I remember when I started reading Shakespeare in college, Okay. and they were like... And they always like talked about like the scenes in the city are all about like rules in society. And then once you get to the woods, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Like people are fucking, yes. everything's crazy. They're doing drugs. And I was just like, of course they are. Because that's what it was growing up in New Jersey. Yes. That's right. The bard himself. Yeah. So he comes over, he's got the pack of Newports. Yeah. And we all take one out. And, um, and I just can still remember the smell of an unlit cigarette. It's the best smell in it the does. world. It does. Tobacco does smell great. It does. Uh, and we all light it up, but we have no idea. So we're just, uh, you know. Yeah, mouthing it, mouthing it. Mouthing it. Mouthing it. Uh, and then we're just like, well, okay. Like, it's a little minty, and that's fine. And then we put it out, and we're f- we go. The next week, so then we, of course... We bury it next to the pornography. That's just smart, guys. That's, That's just, just smart. smart. We just put it smart. in a plastic bag and buried it next to the pornography. Love this. So then next weekend we come back and Francis is like, I was at Belmar Playland. This is an, that's an arcade on the boardwalk. And he says, uh, some kids were there. Okay. And they were inhaling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I, to my mind, I was like, 
That sounds like the craziest thing I've ever heard. Well, you were 10 years old. Yeah. I didn't I was, even know the word inhaling at 10 years old. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way. That's impossible. You can't do it. And he's like, no, here's how you can do it. And this is, this is how young we were. He's like, okay, you take the smoke just into your mouth mm-hmm. and then take the cigarette away and go. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, that is how you do it. That is how you do it. It works. And I remember being like, well, I'll try. Bottoms and up. it was just like, <gasps> And then, boom, like, just fucking high for the first time oh, in my life. Amazing. Fell backwards into a pricker bush. <laughs> and then I was just looking up at the sky, and I remember as I was there, just watched one helicopter go over, <laughs> overhead. And I remember specifically being like, that's my mom. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. She knows. That's so funny. <laughs> it was like, it's so, I can remember it like it's fucking, like when I have Alzheimer's, this is the story I'm going to tell over and over and over again. If it is so deep, nicotine for some reason gets it. It's like a worm that sits in the back of your brain. It's like herpes, you know? Never yeah. goes away. Thank you, Kurt. Do you know that herpes virus it encircles itself around your spinal cord and never leaves? Yes. Isn't that insane? If we could teach the herpes to smoke. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Have it all figured out. That's fine. That's um, fine. And so then, because I started so early, I had to evolve, right? And of I'll course. End, I'll end it with this. Please. By the time I was <laughs> 17 years old, and I was a unbearable 17-year-old. Well, you know. I started smoking a pipe. <laughs> that is unbearable. That is unbearable. Yeah. And, and, um... Rite Aid used to have these pipes. Pipe. And they were at checkout. There was a Zippo, a turning Zippo thing, oh, and then so a turning cool. pipe thing. Right. Like, people are always like, I'm checking out. Oh, I got to get a pipe. Yes. And I'm like, spin it around and grab it. So I had this dumb Sherlock Holmes era pipe <laughs> bought for $3 at Rite Aid or whatever. Cool. I had, a zi- I had a Zippo that was like a pipe Zippo that had the hole in the thing. And I would smoke... The cheapest cherry tobacco from Rite Aid. Yes, of course. I wore a, I did, uh, before Columbine, a trench coat. <laughs> Precy. This is Precy, y'all. Precy. 17 years old. Coolest dude in the world. Precy. Trench coat, Sherlock Holmes pipe, and a bucket hat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> that had like a Scottish Man. hound's tooth pattern on it. <laughs> oh boy, that's just so coolest bad. dude in the world. Man. God. There's a teachable moment in that because you yeah. have a very lovely wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people can change. People, yeah, people can, can change. change. Uh, before we move on, we want you to be a part of the show if you yeah. win. So on the count of three, just yell your full name. One, two, three. Yeah! Now you're all on the podcast. You'll be able to hear your name. Sounding good. Sounding good. Tell your parents. Tell your step-parents. You're now famous. You're international. We got a, Spotify told us we had a great year because we got the most new listeners in um, Israel and India. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. 
So now you guys are going to be huge there, which is what we could all ask for. Happy Hanukkah, everybody, yeah, by the way. Happy Hanukkah. We should have had a menorah. I regret not having one. Okie dokie. Yeah, everyone sent us that banana menorah. Does anybody have the banana menorah? Yeah, it's pretty okay. neat. It looks cool. Or offensive. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. Uh, Alexa, or Alexa 3030 sent this one in. Thank you, Thank Alexa, you, Alexa. Ha Ha 3030. Uh, this was in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Yeah. I did this one this morning because I was flipping through and I go, aha. This was written by Mike Newall, who is known as the... Thief! He sure is. Philadelphia thief steals a shop back from a window <laughs> that's filled with 400 giant hornets. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody hear this one? Yeah, it was big news, yeah. <laughs> this was big news back in August. Holy smokes. I'll do it. Thank you. And who is this from? Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Cheers. See you tomorrow. Yeah, that's 3.58 p.m. Let's get real. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> it starts great. You guys know I love a great name. Yeah. Don Shump. <laughs> S-H-U-M-P. Don oh. Shump. Oh, man, I love this. Owner of Philadelphia Bee Company. <laughs> oh, this is not where I expected it to begin. No, sir. Stared at an empty bed of his pickup truck last Friday morning. His portable shop vac, uh, an essential appliance for any bee removal specialist, oh. had been gone, had gone missing. But <gasps> then Shump, 46 of Frankfurt. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Northeast. <laughs> Northeast. It's like Northeast. Only the biggest hornets up there. I know, I know where Frankfurt is only because when you uh, were staying at, at a hotel around the corner, when you turn the TV on, it's just local Philly information, and there's one guy going, Frankfurt, you could come live here for $250,000. Oh. <laughs> Which is, I don't think is true. Yeah. It's very old. Uh, Don Shump of Frankfurt remembered what had been inside the vacuum. Hundreds of large hornets, giant queens, and yellow jackets he had left swarming in the machine overnight. Wow. The thief unexpectedly stole a hornet's nest. Yes. Oh. Got him. <laughs> what a dork. Uh, and not just any hornets, but European hornets, the only true hornet species in North America. Thank you, Philadelphia Inquirer. <laughs> the buzzing bugs, identified by their burnt orange wings and bodies as big as wine corks, are Whoa. the largest social stinging insects in the eastern United States. Yeah, we got one. Um, cranky creatures and stubbornly defensive of their colonies, European hornets are known to sting repeatedly and without warning. Wow. Yeah. Man, to see the camera footage of this. There were probably 400 of them, Shump figured, <laughs> including 100 feisty queens. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> yes, Sounds kind of fun. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Hornets have more than one queen? They have hundreds of queens? Uh, it said 100 feisty yes. queens and 1,000 yellow jackets. 
fuck? That wait, so he's just oh, so he's just leaving them in there. All he's part like, of the removal he had performed the day before, whoa. and they were trapped in the purloined vacuum. Purloined means stolen. I don't know what it means. I, I thought it's when it... you got sunburnt between your knees and your crotch. <laughs> uh, desperate, furious, and ready to swarm. Quote, well, this is going to be extremely unpleasant for somebody, Shump said. <laughs> Shump, who maintains a collection of educational beehives on the roof of, his Parkway Central li- of the Parkway Central Library, provides honey to such businesses as Shane Confectory. Is that a place? All right. And Franklin Fountain in Old City. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, He hoped to find it abandoned, the hornets and bees still inside. He checked for nearby security footage but found nothing. He didn't bother notifying the police. Not over a $100 vacuum, Shrump said. He posted an open letter to the bee bandit on Facebook. And this is why I chose this story. (laughs) (laughs) To the poor soul who lifted the shop back, From the back of my truck, I wanted to give you a heads up. uh, The queen bee should be full of life and extra spicy. I anxiously await your unboxing video. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shump said that the European horns deliver a sting that would not be lethal, but just very painful, like out of a horror movie. Whoa. He worries that the thief could unknowingly unseal the vacuum hose, freeing the insects, please. Uh. Or bring them uh, the stolen item directly to a pawn shop, which is probably what happened. I see someone pulling the hose out and being stunned, he said. They would hear buzzing. Some would crawl out. Some would fly out. Some would start bouncing off until they got a hold of you, and it would dawn on them that they were being actively attacked. (laughs) (laughs) On average, Shump says he is stung anywhere from 5 to 30 times a day. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. You would think he would work out a system where he doesn't get stung. It goes on to say that he's immune to it and Uh that he doesn't care. There was a whole thing about how you can become immune to bee stings, and I just thought it would bore us into oblivion. (laughs) But speaking of crimes, backfiring. Yes, I like that. Okay. So... This is a bit of a long story, but I'll speed it up as much as I can. Okay. So I'm, you know me. We've I known know each other you. for 18 years. Yeah. I'm not a gaslighter. I, I don't do it. Yeah. Because I did it once. <laughs> and it went bad. So um, <laughs> oh, I failed so bad. So in Maryland, and I don't uh-huh. know if this is the case here, but when you're a senior in high school, like you get out of high school a couple weeks before the rest of school, and then everybody goes on senior week. Do y'all do that in Pennsylvania? Where do you go? Ocean City, New Jersey or something? What's, se- what's senior week? So, so, oh, you go to Ocean City, Maryland, probably some of you. So senior week is for one week. <laughs> that was good. Uh, that's what I heard. Uh, um, senior week is when you have those two weeks, all of our parents just go, it's fine. And then we all go to Ocean City and party as hard as possible for one week. Okay. By the time I got to UMass, I was so good at partying from senior week. I'm like, whatever, losers, just riding around. So wow. I just didn't have senior week. It was incredible. Yeah. So I was 17 Don't, when I graduated. I think maybe we know why. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants Sherlock Holmes at yeah, this season. Yeah, he's on the case. He's on the case. <laughs> Where is the virginity? 
<laughs> I Here was not a virgin. I was not a virgin. That's even better. I started fucking at 14. Hell baby. yeah. <laughs> I mean, to 14 year old Kurt, post coitus, smoking a pipe. No, no, I hadn't found a pipe yet. It was, oh, okay. I would smoke I was 17. A I was 17. Sorry, I would sorry. smoke a seven. That's a pu- so cigarette. I was 17, and uh, the three people I went my best friend Andre, my friend Annie, and then her boyfriend, who's from another high school, mm-hmm. we packed up his suburb, his dad's suburban, and we snuck in like $500 worth of beer. And I'm talking like Killian's Irish Red. Yes. Honey Brown. Killian's Bud Irish Ice. Red. <laughs> Malibu. Down home punch, all the worst shit. Does Killian still exist? Probably. Wow. Yes, exactly. Uh, like pre Mike's Hard Lemonade era. So, you know, eight, three 18 year olds, 17 year old, we're going to Ocean Seed, we're going across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Okay. It's 4.5 miles long, it's very tall. And I know how long it is because as we were going up, the transmission stopped and we started drifting backwards. And what? Alan is hitting the brakes, and this weighed-down car is going backwards. Instant, instant traffic jam. Instant traffic jam, because everybody's going to senior week. So then we hear you know, horns honking, people yelling at us in Maryland accents. Not that different from Philly. Like, come on, go down there. We're trying to go, you know, like, <laughs> come on, man. We're trying to go down the ocean. Um, yeah, we go down to the eastern shore. Come on, you know, all, all puckered faced. Um, so then we hear sirens, and we're like, well, this is it. We're going to jail. Oh, wow. I'm like, I'm going to juvie. Because you have so much alcohol in the we car. We have enough to get this room drunk. Okay. Like, and so, and it's like not hidden. It's just like two backpacks and $500 worth of booze. And so here comes the siren. And it, we look in back, and it's just a cop tow truck, and they do not stop. They don't get out. They just ram the back of us and push us all the way across. At 40 miles an hour, they have a big bumper on the front. So we just go. They're like, not on our watch. So we're going about 3.5 more miles at 40 miles an hour, and we're going like, okay, so we, you're, you're allowed to carry alcohol if you're 18. You can have alcohol in your car. We're not drinking it. You're allowed yeah. to have it. We're throwing stuff over it to hide it. The cop pushes us into a parking lot, speeds away, doesn't talk to us again. Whoa. Oh, my God. He was just like, clear the bridge. Clear the bridge. Clear the bridge. Right. So this is where I'm really going to abbreviate it. We catch a ride. We hitchhike back to Reisterstown, my town. We get in another car. We go back to the Suburban. We put all the beer in that. We get to the ocean. Holy shit. But it's so much crazier than that, but I'll do it at a different time. So... By the time we get there, we had rented a condo because one of uh, Annie was 18, Andre was 18. So, and it was called Phoenix 404. <laughs> Very cool. And but the rental company was closed because it took us so long to go all the way back and uh-huh. then come three hours back to the beach. So I was like, let's see what happens. I start testing all the windows and I find an open window and I crawl inside Uh and I go through all the drawers and I find the keys to sixth floor 404 Phoenix or Phoenix 404. So I broke it and stole the keys. They're wait, like, wait, wait, wait. You went, oh, to the realtor. To the realtor. Oh, yeah, we had to pick dro- it up. You broke into the realtor's office. Correct. Because we had to prepay, but then you had to sign and give them a deposit of like $800 that you get At back. What time is it? What time is it when you got there? 6 37 p.m. And they're not there on that fucking weekend. I know. Fuck them. Okay, Fuck I'm happy. Them. Eat shit, turkey. <laughs> I'm here to party. Yeah. 
So we go and we party. We, we go into our condo. We're like, this is great. We party all night. Phone rings in the morning. This is pre-cell phone. So I pick up the landline. You know, I'm, again, I'm 17. So I'm like, hello. And, and the lady at the rental office goes, hi, yeah. Um, are you guys coming in today? Because I had you coming in tomorrow or yesterday and I didn't see you. Just want to make sure everything was okay. And I go, this is when I start gaslighting. I go, no, we got here yesterday. And she goes, what? I go, we're already in the condo. And she goes, well, that's impossible. And she starts fumbling around in her drawer. You can like hear her. And the keys are gone because I stole the keys. <laughs> and she goes, well, I go, no, we're here. We spent the night here last night. And we're in 601. And she goes, are you being serious? I go, we're here right now. And she goes, well, you have to sign like paperwork. And I give everybody a tour of the place they're renting. And I go, no, we're here. <laughs> All the other, the other three are asleep. And so she's like, well, I'll come over. I'm coming over right now. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because I'm 17, so this is an adult. I'm like, we are fucking busted. Yeah. So I'm cleaning up bottles and cans. And I'm like filling up trash cans, trashing it's full. So then I put it in a foam, styrofoam cooler that's just melted ice water now. Bottles, cans, bottles, cans. Put the lid on. And I wait. And everybody starts waking up. And the lady from the rental office hasn't come. And then it's 1 o'clock. Then it's 3 o'clock. Then it's 5 o'clock. She doesn't come? She doesn't come. Oh, my God. So I start making calls, and I start throwing a party. And yeah, all course. my Franklin High School kids start coming over. And our plan was all, especially the girls, all the girls that were the honor student, gifted and talented, AP students. So I was like, do y'all want to get drunk with Andre and I? And they're like, sounds fun. So the doorbell rings, and it's the lady from the rental company. And I have maybe 15 people over, but uh -huh. we're, we're kids. I'm most of us are 17 or 18. Yeah. And she's like, "How did you get in here?" And I was like, "You gave me the keys." <laughs> I love that your first experimentation with gaslighting was the craziest version. Of gaslighting. It wasn't about, like, we didn't feel that you weren't Yeah, dating. your emotions it weren't there. It was that you personally... Gave me a tour. Handed me keys 24 hours ago, and you don't remember. You it. just forgot. How else would I have gotten them? So she's like, well, who's Annie? And I'm like, Annie's, uh, Annie's so hungover, she didn't come out of the bedroom all day. So I'm like, Annie, can you come out here? You have to sign, because like, it was like her yeah. credit card or whatever. We had a money order for the security deposit. That's how long ago this was. Oh, my God. So we like hand her $800 money order. Annie signs, like all bullet face. And she's so, <laughs> so I'm like, cool, I'm about to get away with this. This uh -huh. is going great. And then Andre, my best buddy, is trying to be cool. No. And he's so drunk. I mean, we were doing Aftershock. We were doing all the dumbest stuff Aftershock. ever. Aftershock. So he... Oh, my God. I have so many stories about everything. Dude. And so, and all the, like, AP girls are like, I'm not going to go to Harvard. And I'm like, <laughs> welcome to UMass, guys. You'll be fine. So Andre comes out from the kitchen. And, oh, we had hidden everything, like, as quick as we could. We're like, no, we're fine. And, like, just swaying young people drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Andre takes three steps out of the kitchen. His foot catches on the carpet. He drops to his knees and then falls neck and head first into the foam cooler, splits it in half like an egg. Beer cans and water go out the sides. And the woman holding, the woman I've lied to for 24 hours, holding the money order goes, well, I guess I have your deposit and closes the door. <laughs> so that's my only time 
gaslighting ever. Yeah. yeah. Also, we're like, all still alive. She, Everybody's still alive. She's a realtor who rents a house in Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah, right like, near Bull on like, the Beach. You don't even know that that was mild for her, you know? So Aftershock, when I was in Edinburgh in 2005, the, the, there were signs. Yes. Public service announcements saying, do not put Aftershock in your eye. <laughs> because it was a teenage, because like in, in, in Edinburgh, in like Scotland, like kids start drinking at like 14 and they're in bars, like they're like 14 and drinking. So kids were taking shots of Aftershock, opening their eye and then holding it on top of their eye and you get drunk very quickly. <laughs> it just goes through the blood brain barrier directly into your brain. But your eyes smell great. And your all eyes night. smell amazing. You're just winking at guys. You're like, hey. uh, and then uh, so a very similar story. I we rented a house in uh, in Baltimore when we were in college. Hell yeah! And uh, <laughs> woo! Are you cheering for college? College. Houses in general. Baltimore. Uh, and uh, and it was like literally, I, I saw her when I rented the house. I rented it personally, uh, and it was a thousand dollars a month mm -hmm. between five people. We all paid two hundred dollars a month, and it was a three-story house, four-bedroom, amazing, two bath. It was amazing, amazing backyard, a balcony. It was awesome, and it was a row house, Baltimore row house. We destroyed this house. Sure, of course, of course, in a way that is unimaginable to me today. Uh, so one night, yes, sir. I left. W uh, what was happening when I left was our friend Darby. Darby was. Uh, people were cheering as he took a a, a, a full sixteen ounce of pragu, like reg, like uh, you know ragu uh, pasta sauce. Is it prego? There's prego, prego or ragu? It was prego, prego or ragu. Yeah, prego, and just chugged it's it. It's in there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. He. Finished the 16 ounces of tomato sauce. That's like a and Bloody then Mary. Smashed it on the ground. That's cool. That's cool. And then I was like, I'm gonna get out of here. Yes. So I went to my girlfriend's house and I slept there. I came back. Yes, sir. I came back at like noon <laughs> because I knew uh -huh. that our the the woman who owned the house. We this was our senior year. Uh, and it was like mm, like uh, April or something. Yeah. So she was getting ready to rent it in June. So she wanted to show it to someone. Sure. And so I come back and she was going to be there at one. Oh, and boy. I walk in the door. At, well, I don't walk in the door because I can't open the back door. Sounds I, good. I get my key in and I start pushing it and I, it's hitting something and I don't know. So then I have to walk <laughs> around the block and come in the front door. Uh -huh. I walk through. The, I'm like, why can't I open the... And then I get to the, the kitchen. And so as dumb college kids, we had every, every bottle of alcohol for two years, we had put on top of the How cabinet. How cool. Right? How cool. And after Darby had smashed the, the Prego bottle, okay. then everyone just started grabbing all those bottles and smashing them on the ground yeah, in cool. the kitchen. And then it extended from there where every single plate, I mean, like this, every single plate, every single mug, and I wasn't there for any of this. It's art. It is art. <laughs> yeah, and everyone was just like, like, because we were, we were doing a lot of acid at the time, and we were all, we always thought about, we always talked about the fact that the art of destruction is as beautiful and important yes. as the art of creation. Correct. 
Correct. And we had those big stickers up where everyone said, fuck art, let's kill. <laughs> and there was, and I'm, and I'm not kidding you, it was this deep. Yeah. And that's why I couldn't open the door. The entire kitchen was this deep of just glass and mm. ceramic and everything, and there, everything else was empty. So then everyone's passed out, and I can't, and she's coming in like 15 minutes. So then what I do is I get just a big box, like a cardboard box. Smart. And I get the uh, mop, and I just use the mop as a, as a shovel yes. to just shove it into the box and then continually bring it outside Unbelievable. and dump it into the trash can yes. for like 15 minutes straight until I get it yes. all up. But then the, it's cut the linoleum, and then glass has gotten underneath the linoleum in a way that I can't get it out. We got linoleum lovers. So then I was lovers. just like, okay. And then I just was like, I literally... Ran, I heard someone like putting keys in the door. I ran over. I saw the owner and two women who were like, and we also, there was holes in the wall. And I just was like, and I ran out the back door and she never said a fucking word. Yes. At all about it. Recycle, guys. Reduce, reuse, recycle. And this is honestly why I'll never be a landlord. <laughs> no, I know. Especially in Baltimore or Philly. No They're kind of similar. All right, great. We have been talking so much. It's time to do confessions. Confessions. If somebody can grab the confessions box, we'll get you a beverage, of course. Yeah. I have a couple shout-outs. Should we get two more of these? Yeah. Yeah, Julia, can we get two more um Tito's and soda in a- uh two shout-outs. Yeah. Liz Man or Mon Man? Mon? Mon? Mon. Liz Mon wants to shout out her husband, Brandon, who doesn't listen to Bananas, but came anyway. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the banana uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've never said that before. No, I don't That's know. good. I like that. I've never had alcohol before. <laughs> uh, he started, and Brandon started a new job, so he can spend more time with Liz and their dog. That's, That's nice. exciting. Thank you. Let's get this young lady. Uh, What's your name? Let's Amanda. get Amanda. Give it up beverage. for Amanda. Um, Becca wants to shout out her husband Tommy Pivovar. It's his birthday. Happy birthday! And they drove in from Cleveland for the show. There you go. That's for you. This is. And uh, if you have not, since you're from Cleveland, Kismet Bagels is right over there. It's yeah. the fucking best bagel I've had in a long time. Oh, yeah. This is for Brandon, too. Brandon, can somebody pass this to Brandon, please? Thank you very much, young lady. Welcome. If you hate the podcast, send it right back to stage. Uh, um, and then we can also do longest banana. Oh, yeah. Top. No, but I have a shout out. Oh, good. Uh, I want to shout out Scarlett Estelle. Ooh. Uh, Scarlett came to my show last night, and she said that she started a podcast just recently. She had her first live show just last week. Congratulations. And she sold it out. What's it called? What's it called? Her podcast is called Sugar, We're Going In. And it Ooh. is about the symbiotic relationship between Fallout Boy and hip hop, which I did not know about. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, let's do some confessions then. We'll do longest banana. Okay. Go ahead. Well, we're starting off with a banger. 
It burned when I peed this morning. Not good. <laughs> You're absolved and, you know, penicillin or antibiotics before they're relevant. Good uh, for you. When good I was for... in high school, weeds had just come out. I watched the episode where Andy tells Shane to use a toot, go, go nana, a, well, a ripe, a, uh, something, banana peel? Wow, your handwriting oh. is atrocious. Okay. You're absolved, though. A something banana peel to masturbate. So I did. 210, but I did finish. <laughs> and that's what counts. Yeah. You're absolved. When I was in high school, we did the whole thing of like cooking banana peels down to try and smoke them. It's a very, it's very long process. Yeah, that not worth it. That results in you having a big headache. Okay. Thank you so much. Everybody give it up for Julia. Julia. The great Julia. Years ago... Years ago, I stole the stove knobs from an oven at a party and then mailed them back two days later. <laughs> Great prank, by the way. You're absolved. That's so sweet, you angel. I <laughs> uh, had to pee going to the New Jersey Shore in August uh, and Saturday move-in day. My husband did not want to stop, so I grabbed two diapers and did the unthinkable. <laughs> So relieved. You're fine. This Two is diapers. a nice one. I like that. When my brother and I were kids, we duct taped our much younger sister to a pole in the basement and turned off the lights. <laughs> oh my God. We shut the door and left her here. There. She's here tonight with me and our dad. Um, so. Growing up in middle school, I did get started a little younger. You might have heard, like, I got dosed on acid when I was, I don't know, 11, I think. And then... Yeah, um, that was a crazy story. You did that on a live In Brooklyn, at Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And my mom heard it, and she was like, well, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> I'm like, well, that was 39 years ago, so that's okay. Uh, but, <laughs> so, um, but I got invited to a party, and my best friend at the time smoked weed. And we were kids. We were 12, 13. And I would get invited to these birthday parties. I got invited to this one. And the girl whose like 12th birthday was stormed right up. And she goes, do you have weed on you? I go, no. She goes, you can't come in if you have weed. I go, I don't. I've never had weed. She goes, do you have sour grass? And I go, no, I don't have sour grass. And I still have never had that. That night, so they didn't let me come into the party because they thought I was going to deal drugs. Uh... 12 years old. So that night, they played the TV series It, the original It with Pennywise the Clown. Yeah. And the one girl who was so scared had turned her back to the TV. They took her to a tree and duct taped her to it. And the whole school found out, and they had a parent-teacher conference about taping a girl to a tree because she wouldn't watch It. Oh, my God. All right. She is now in the Senate, and she's very good. She's very good. It's Barbara Mikulski is who I'm talking about. Um, she's been retired for a long time. In high school, my friends and I dressed in all black, walkie-talkies, cool. masks, and all, and stole ten baby Jesuses <laughs> from suburban outdoor mangers. That's... I, I may have done that, too. We... We decorated our friend's tree with them. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty we, good. We made the local newspaper a few days later. Mystery bandits steal precious baby Jesuses <laughs> from homes in the middle of the night. Oh, I love that. That's fine. You're absolved. And also, Jesus forgives. You're going to be okay. 
That's his like main thing is you say I'm sorry. He says, okay. Um, all my favorites and bookmarks on my phone are just porn. That's fine. It's your phone. If you pay for it, that's fine. You're absolved. And this is also looks like a woman's handwriting. Just, just to say, just to say, women have seen porn too. Oh, this Once one's, this one's gonna make Phil. This one's gonna make Philly furious. Ooh, we don't. I want Pittsburgh to win the battle. <laughs> uh, two more? One more? You got a winner? Uh, one more. Yeah, go. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I, about, about three months ago, I accidentally became a Dom. <laughs> and that one signed. Is it, the, is it the person I met last night? What? Uh-huh. <laughs> I just recognized her name. I didn't meet a Dom last night. I can only sleep if I get smacked on my ass, then you put your dick on it. Wait, wait, wait. That's going to be tough, you know, on an airplane or a sleeper car on a train. It, it, I read it exactly right, didn't I? I read every word correctly. Part of being I just adult. imagine it happening every night. Well, sweet dreams, honey. Sweet dreams. Thanks, guy I just met at Pizza Hut. But just the putting the dick on it. Mm. Good night, sweet prince. (laughs) My prince of New England. (laughs) Whatever, whatever. Okay, longest banana. banana. Who came from the furthest away for this show, not just to visit Philly and all the sights and smells? Yeah. Connecticut's good. That's good. Cleveland, Cleveland's that's good. Right. Well, really? that's going to win. Show? For the show? That's yeah! good. Okay, that's one. Wait, can anybody beat Orlando? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so far away. <laughs> that sounded like they were in New Jersey. <laughs> They're FaceTiming. Can anybody, right. comp- can anybody beat Cleveland? How far up? That's far. That's pretty far. Oh, that's tough. Is it Anybody Cleveland? else? Nebraska? Why are people shitting on Nebraska so hard? Also, it's amazing we have a man at our show. This is incredible. But wait, wait. But, I, but he's a man. He, that means maybe he's just from Nebraska. Yeah, there are You maybe don't there. know the rules. Did you come from Nebraska for bananas, this show specifically? Okay, okay thank you for your honesty. It's a very honest My state. suspicions were right. Orlando and Cleveland? Cleveland. I mean, is I... Cleveland farther than upstate New York? Is it? Upstate New York's okay. big. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, all right. All right, Cleveland or Orlando, here's, get here's, here's down here. And they get this also, Kurt. Cleveland. Cleveland, Orlando. Oh, wait, oh. What? Two of you from Orlando? Oh my God! What is your shirt say? Curdy B and Scotty? Oh my God! It's Curdy B and Scotty time. That's so great. Uh, banana girl number two. 
What's your guys' names? What? Nikki and Jill. Nikki and Jill, give it up for Nikki and Jill. What are you looking for, Scotty? Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, look, Scotty, I have one in front of me. A little drunk. All right. All right, we do not have a lot of time. One left. more, I think. Uh, yeah, I think we have one more. Uh, but before we get started, just so your parents hear that you came out and did something. On the count of four, upwards, yell your full including middle name. One, two, three, four. I'll be up front with you, Philadelphia. I don't think there's any way in fucking hell. Yeah. Pittsburgh? That Pittsburgh can beat No. Them. No. I don't think so. Wow, wow. Very strange. Somebody gave us this. Very strange. Isn't that cool? Very strange. Very upsetting, as Kurt would say. Very upsetting. All right. All right. Here Let's we go. Let's do one more for the road. Lido shuffle this shit. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm you listening. Have one? You have I'm, a killer one? You have a killer one? I got a pretty good one. I don't know. Uh, What's here. your story? Is your story a good one to like end the show on? Does it have a good punch? Does it have a good punch right at the end? Should we just say both headlines and yeah. then we vote? Okay. But this has never happened before. Yeah, this has never happened before. Uh, so uh, mine is, meet the world's first publicly traded person. Oh, that's pretty good. It's a crazy fucking story. Almost half of the men in America surveyed think they could land a passenger plane. Right? <laughs> no? <laughs> All right. What I, like, what I like about this is that that's all the news. Like, there's nothing else about it. Yeah. And then you can just get into your personal story, I feel like. Do you all know what right. I mean? the, oh, shit. The publicly traded person is a deep, intense concept that needs a lot of explaining. So I say go for it, Scott. Okay. This was sent in by Alejandra Carolina Mendoza. Thank you. Yeah. That's a pretty name. Who was it written by? It was written by Guido. <laughs> Get ready. And hold on to your best in the biz, because uh, this is crazy. CNN Travel, I kind of heard of it. Um, written by Guido Kareem, Chris Campbell, Elvira Marquez, Nena Ike, Tim Riley, all of Griffin University, who are they? <laughs> It was an educational paper. Yeah, okay, great. Okay, okay all right, great. From Griffith University in Australia, almost half the men they surveyed think they could land a passenger plane. Experts disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you need's in that title. This is why these 19 writers are the best in the biz. <laughs> Picture this. You're nestled, nestled comfortably in your seat, cruising towards a travel destination when a flight attendant's voice breaks through the silence. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, both pilots are incapacitated. <laughs> I think this is like the Holy Roman Empire thing. Like, I never think about this. No. You I don't, don't either, right? This. No, no I've I'm never like, thought about this. I hope the people in the front land the plane. That's my main thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I definitely feel like I can take a take off in a plane, but I don't think I can. No. What? Only here's why. Here is why. Because during we shot this web series called Penelope, oh, yeah. Princess of Pets. You did about. A girl who, when she got her pre- period, found out she could talk to animals, mm-hmm. and then she decided that she needed to uh, kill a senator in order to save the world. It was a great show. And I, Kristen Schaal was Penelope. I played her orphan friend, Kyle, who went everywhere on, on, uh, on rollies. And one of the episodes has us running away from someone, and then we just run, and we run through, like, multiple different backgrounds until we run onto into an airport and hop into a plane, yeah. an actual plane, yeah. so we actually shot it because her, her uncle had a plane. True. Uh, and it was like an old school plane and we get in the plane and we like close it up and then we just start driving the plane. Yeah. But then, and then Kristen goes, well, when are we going to take off? And he's like, oh, I, no, I think we're just, I, don't, I can't fly, but I yeah. can drive it. And so then we drive a plane across country. <laughs> it was it's incredible. It's such a great bit. But anyway, her uncle showed us how to fly, a pl- like take off in the plane. Um, and we like took off and went for a little f- a flight. And it's very easy. You're just like, it's just speed and then pull and that's it. Roughly one in three Americans, 32%, including nearly half of men, 46%, are confident they could safely land a passenger plane in an emergency situation. <laughs> Just one in five women say the same. <laughs> the woman we saw last night would say the same. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 I'll jump to the middle. Um, however, we, uh, we've all heard stories of passengers who had passengers who have saved the day when the pilot became unresponsive. No, we haven't. Um, no. For instance, last year, Darren Harrison managed to land a twin-engine aircraft in Florida after the pilot passed out with the guidance of an air traffic controller who also happened to be a flight instructor. Again, that's, like, super rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it's just, like, two engines. That's a big difference, right? From, like, a normal passenger plane. Yes, that's what they say. So, however, such incidents take place in small, simple aircraft. Flying a much bigger, heavier commercial jet is completely different. Right, but it's the same for taking off, and I could do it. Okay, go ahead. I believe in you. May K. Beeler, <laughs> May K. Beeler, which is one of the greatest names I've ever heard, is a flight instructor for the FAA and a chief transportation correspondent, says, it depends. With guidance of the right air traffic controller, the likelihood of landing safely enough is possible. Wow. So that should make you know nervous flyers feel sort of better. That's pretty good. It might not be pretty. It might result in damage to the aircraft, but yeah. it can be done. All right. Now I think I can land one. <laughs> Two. There's 50% right here. I'm just going to like <laughs> order a drink and be like, good night. Just put on... <laughs> I'm going to pretend I'm asleep. Uh, This uncommon scenario pops up in the news time to time, usually small planes. We heard that already. But first, the passenger... Oh, this is the best. So this is May K. Beeler says, but first, the passenger has to don a headset headset and locate the mic and able to talk on the radio to the air traffic controller. That's the first challenge. Oh, are you joking? No, put headphones on and go... And go, Hello? Oh, man, they're like, it's a low bar. That means landing a plane is really easy. Yeah, that means anybody over the age of 55 can't land a plane. (laughs) Do you ever, like, watch when your, like, mom takes a photo on a phone and the face she makes? That's all I look at now. It's like... (laughs) 
And then when you smile, she smiles. It's the best. Next time your mom takes a photo of you, watch her face. It's hilarious. Um, okay, Kurt, I need a man's name. Uh, Jerome. Jerome. But it's like, it, yeah, it's... T- Jerome. Yeah, Jerome. And uh, I need a woman's name from the audience. Aaron. I heard Aaron first. A Jerome and Aaron. Jerome and Aaron. Okay, Curtie B. Okay. I'm going to have to really abbreviate this fucker. Um... <laughs> So it's spring 2021. Post Quar, a lot of people Ooh, are getting the jab. Yeah, recent story. Yeah, recent like story. Right. I'm sound asleep. It's probably about 3:30 a.m. California time. My phone rings. Mm-hmm. I answer it, thinking it's an emergency, and it's my friend Jerome. <laughs> the only other man that ever calls me is Kurt, and yep. it's because he's really good about ne- not texting and driving. He's yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. He calls hands free. <laughs> It's the only friend that calls me that I don't think somebody died. Because it's Kurt just being like, hey, buddy, should we buy yellow shirts? I'm like, yes, we should. (laughs) Yes, we should. Um, (laughs) Pretty accurate. (laughs) So it's like 3.30 a.m. I'm like, hello? And it's Jerome. And he's like, dude, I'm safe. I'm with my dog. But I need you to call my wife and tell her not to divorce me. Whoa. uh, The wife, Erin. It's not her real name. Not Jerome's real name. And then he cracks up laughing. So this is good. So okay. I'm, uh, I'm like, okay, welcome back to life. Weird year, great choir, uh-huh. weird year. Uh-huh. He lives in North Carolina okay. on the coast. Okay. <laughs> so he's so it's 7.30 a.m. there or whatever. Okay. I'm like, okay. So he is married. He uh-huh. has three daughters. Uh-huh. Uh, lockdown. I, I think they had a daughter during 2020. So his uh, lockdown was different tough. than mine, more similar to yeah, yours, yeah, yeah. but he was, it was intense. And this is what he proceeds to tell me okay. happened. Okay. His wife takes the new daughter. Everybody's vaxxed now. So they're like, let's go. And he takes $3 and they're going to do a weekend at the grandparents' house. Okay. So my friend, Jerome, is going to have the first night to himself in a very long time. It's a good time. So he's been planning this yeah. for a while. He's had some shrimps. Uh, yeah. by, by, by himself? By himself. Ooh. And it's a 50-50 on that. So they leave. It's Friday. Well, uh, Aaron and the three daughters uh, leave, and Jerome has this all mapped out. So he drives a golf cart. He lives on the coast. And he takes his dog, a golden retriever. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, they great go, dog to do shrooms They with. he. He times it out to watch the sunset yeah, and yeah. do shrooms yeah, on yeah, the yeah, beach yeah. with like his this. dog. I like this. Sounds really good, by the yeah. way. That sounds incredibly good. So he times it perfect. He says it's a slow sunset. It's around May. It's yeah. going to be a long day. He says it's beautiful. He's on a blanket with his dog. And the sun sets, and he says it just hits. A perfect trip is hitting in. And he lays back, and he's going to watch the stars, and he's in heaven. And then the dog starts barking. Yeah. Uh. And he sits up, and the dog charges towards the ocean. <gasps> And now it's getting darker, and no. he sees all these dark things in the sky coming towards him. What? And he can see blinking lights. And he thinks UFOs are coming to North Carolina. And he's calling his dog. 
<laughs> and the dog is barking at the waves. And he starts walking towards the dog, and he seriously thinks that like he's about to see UFOs, or he's tripping so hard he's seeing UFOs. Yeah. So he runs down, he grabs his dog's collar, and as he does, a bunch of speedboats come over the waves, and a bunch of helicopters come over his head, no. and men start piling out <laughs> of boats and helicopters what? onto the beach. <laughs> your nightmare <laughs> when you're tripping by yourself on a beach and a military invasion begins happening so he thinks China is attacking the United States <laughs> he picks up his they golden all retriever all the way around yes. into Hilton Head, North Carolina <laughs> Russia bypassed Europe and came and got us so he picks up his golden retriever, which must weigh 90 pounds, yeah. and ditches his golf cart and runs for his life. <laughs> he said he spent the rest of the night hiding in his neighborhood with his dog in his arms. Uh, he thought we were being invaded. <laughs> he finally gets to his house at sunup. He knows the code for his garage. His trip has been fading, so he gets in his house, and that's when he called me. He says, tell my wife not to divorce me. <laughs> so I call Aaron, who is also a friend of mine for many years, and I go, hey, it's Scotty. She goes, what's wrong? I go, don't divorce Jerome. <laughs> she goes, Jesus Christ, did he call you too? I go, yes. <laughs> She goes, I was talking to him two hours ago before our daughters got up, and he just said, I love you about 500 times. <laughs> That's a delightful person. And then hung up the phone. So what did Aaron do? She checked their ring cameras. <laughs> <laughs> and she saw Jerome running around the house with their dog in their arms for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So she said, Scotty, don't worry. I'm not going to divorce him for being a jackass. Do you know what was on? I goes, he was on shrooms. She goes, that's fine. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so, what was it? What was it? So there is this thing, and I got to find exactly what it is. But basically, in North Carolina and a couple other places on the coast, when the Navy SEALs land on the beach, they use this unit that they just are the boat, they drive the boats up and they launch Navy SEALs and they were doing a practice run. <laughs> so my buddy, uh, my friend was there when they were doing a dummy practice run of how they would launch a platoon, I don't know, a squad of Navy SEALs. Now, I cannot believe that you have two friends who have taken shrooms and seen a Navy SEAL launch. Yes. And then another one who's taken acid and hugged a manatee who then dissolved in his arms. That is amazing. And this has been Bananas. Thank you, Philadelphia. Thank, Thank you, Philly. Thank you, Philly. Thank you, You're the best. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. 
And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas.